Let's Just See with Ezra Lee Podcast. Hello. I have not recorded on here in a hot minute. Um, it's just been a while. But um, if you don't know what this whole podcast is about, I started this podcast with the idea that I know that I'm going to be on the go and I was going to have thoughts and I was going to have these words from the Holy Spirit and I wasn't going to have maybe the time to do a video. So I would just do these quick recordings. Sometimes I, I'm going to have people on as the podcast develops, but it's going to be a lot of me on the go thinking and processing with the Lord, asking Jesus, you know, what do you want me to study right now? And even just what today's episode is going to be about is me critically thinking. This is not necessarily me coming to a conclusion, but I felt the Holy Spirit want me to just press record because there's something that I've been wrestling with for like a year now and I just was like you know what as I get all my thoughts into one place I believe the Lord will bring clarity in one way or the other even if I listen to this back even if other people listen to this back so you're going to join me Ezra Lee in a bit of a thought process a little bit of an analytical process because I'm a critical thinker. I'm an analyzer. Like, I will analyze things. I will just analyze things. I'm a, you know, I think a lot, okay? So let's just think. I'm not going to bring scripture verses because I'm actually driving right now. So I'm talking to you like we're on a phone call, you know, hands free, you know, or just speaking and, well, not technically hands free. I guess I'm holding my phone with one hand, which I'm being safe. I'm being safe. Um, but this is something that I've been thinking about. We gotta talk about deliverance, all right? We gotta talk about deliverance. We gotta talk about demons. We gotta talk about what the flip is going on, okay? Here's the deal. It's my critical thinking process. So, growing up in the church, a little bit more religious, you know, really talking about Jesus, God the Father. But maybe we mention the Holy Spirit, but we don't really talk about the Holy Spirit, okay, that's how I kind of grew up, that's how I remember anyway, and because we didn't talk about the Holy Spirit, the only thing I knew about Satan is, like, I thought that Satan was the enemy of God, you know, that he is God's rival or something, you know, and that Satan, I was told, don't even say his name, because don't even give him the credit, you know, that's how I was raised, okay, so just so you know my background, you know where I come from. But here's the deal. Um, as I've been following Jesus and as I've been walking with him, um, I've seen things. I've seen what looked and appeared to be demons in people. And there's been a pair of deliverances, a few of them, with the group and just one-on-one. And there's just some things that don't add up to me. Um... Because here's the deal. With the whole aspect of demons and all these types of things, you have to even have a right understanding of who Satan even is. Satan is not Jesus' rival. Jesus doesn't have a rival. There's no one that can actually measure, measure up to him, sorry. And so Jesus is not, like, doesn't have a rival with Satan. Satan just hates God. Like, Satan is just so irritated at God. And he wants to do everything in his power to keep humanity from God's love. Okay? But he also partners with the flesh, which we were born, by the way, if you don't know this, Jesus' people, like, 
when you're born again, your spirit's born again. It's a new spirit. But your flesh, honey, it's still the same. You know, you are living in a broken world, and the more that you realize that, the more humility will come into your life, and the more you will be able to authentically follow Jesus with a pure heart. Because here's the deal. Your flesh, as well, wants to rebel against Jesus. Why? Because our flesh is bent towards the opposite direction of God's love for us. It's human nature. It's this will, our free will, which Jesus has given to us, which is a gift, um, it's it's free will. We get to choose what we want to do, and a lot of times we don't want to be. We don't want to have. When things are too good to be true, we don't want to accept them because we need to earn it. We need to deserve it. It needs to make sense. And if it doesn't, I'm going to keep that an arm's length away, right? I mean, I've been there. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. But I've been there. And. The reason why I'm bringing up the flesh is because no one, I just don't hear people talking about this in deliverance ministries. Maybe they are. I I want to say, I'm not saying no one's talking about this. Maybe people are. Maybe we're all catching on to it. The Holy Spirit's like, guys, hello. Um, but I love that. Sorry, I'm just on a little side note. I do say that, and I've caught other people saying that as well. Like, no one's, like, talking about this. And I've said it before, and I'm like, Meanwhile, me over here is someone who doesn't listen to teachers, like, online and stuff, because God just hasn't wanted me to. Like, only sporadically will I do that. So I'm like, there could be so many people talking about this, and I'm over here just walking with the Holy Spirit. So it's not just so funny how we do that. Anyway, um, but when we're talking about, like, deliverance and stuff, you have to acknowledge the flesh. And when I grew up, you know, I, I didn't really feel like the flesh was talked about. It was just like, you follow Jesus, like, you know. But this this right understanding of you are spirit and you are flesh, and your flesh is going to fall in line with the spirit your, it, that will be in line with the Holy Spirit the more you progress in your walk with Jesus, right? Some people coin that term as sanctification. I don't know what you want to call it, but that's, that's the point. And so with the flesh, like this is me critically thinking, so our flesh, right, it does not, it wants to rebel against Jesus. It does not want to submit to the love of Jesus. It is like, get me the opposite direction of Jesus' love for me. Okay? And so, we have to have encounters with Jesus' love and have to witness and experience to know and understand whatever Jesus is letting us know and understand and experience the love of Jesus and God's character for us and just who he is. And so, when we think about that, so we're thinking about that, right? I'm thinking about that. You're thinking about that. Cool. So, knowing this, the flesh constantly wants to rebel, but... When you are born again of the Spirit, you are a new creation, okay? Then where do demons fit in? This is my question, and I don't even have the answer. But maybe we'll find the answer, or maybe we'll just get more understanding as I just ramble on here and see where the Holy Spirit leads this and get us closer and closer to the truth. I don't know if we're going to find an answer here, but this is my question. Where do demons fit in? Because when Je- with Jesus' people, I'm not doing, I'm not even really thinking of people who don't have Jesus, I'm talking about people who I assume you have the Holy Spirit. This is where we're going from. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not saved. You know, that's a whole other, that's a whole other thing, okay? So you've been saved. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. He has renewed your spirit. He's actually given you a new spirit. You're a new creation on the inside. Your spirit is not just this fragile old little thing. No, it is strong with the Holy Spirit, but your flesh is pretty strong because you've been living in that for a while. You know, even if you grow up in a church, your body 
it's still flesh, and so that's kind of, the world around us is flesh, too, so, like, in a worldly context, so we're just kind of like, I think I want to do that, or I think, you know, and so what the Holy Spirit does with our new spirit is he's like, hey, like, that's not in line with my heart for you, maybe do this instead, like, that's better, and he starts to disciple us and to train us and to teach us in the way that we should go and nudging us along this way, not pushing, not shoving, but nudging. I like the word nudging. I think it's better. Anywho, so we have that, right? We've established this in our conversation, okay? So where do demons fit in? This is my question. Is that the Holy Spirit is inhabiting our spirit, okay, then possibly our flesh can have demonic things kind of pulling us in certain directions. How I'd like to view this for Christians, and how, I'm not saying this is true or correct, but it's how I'm viewing it right now until the Lord leads me otherwise, is, so let's just picture two different things, right, the spirit and the flesh. The flesh, we're going to just look at that, that's like its own thing, okay? Like, you know those, what's coming to my mind, you know those things, I don't know if you've ever had them, like figurines, right? And they're like, they fit inside each other, like, they're like a big one, then a little one, then a little one, then a little one, then a little one. I don't know. They're like these really interesting antiques. I don't know why that's coming to mind. But it's like that. So imagine a big one and then like a little one on the inside, okay? You have to understand that your flesh is, I don't know where this comes from, so you're going to have to check this, but this is something that comes to my mind, that your spirit is inside of your flesh. So your spirit is a smidge smaller than your flesh. I don't know where that comes from, but that's coming to my spirit. So you go check that. I'm going to go and think about that later. Once again, this is not, I'm not stating that this is how it is. We're critically thinking here. So I'm just going to say our flesh is on the outside because that's what it is, and our spirit's on the inside. So the flesh is a little bit bigger because the spirit's on the inside. Okay, let's just, it doesn't really matter, but let's just for the analogy's sake view it like that. Okay. So the flesh is on the outside. Your spirit's on the inside. Your spirit is covered and sealed by the Holy Spirit. If you've been saved and you've been born again and yada, yada, yada. Okay. So our flesh is on the outside. So let's just say we have tendencies. For example, you know, you have your, maybe you're prone to lying. Maybe you're prone to overeating. Maybe you like to gossip. Maybe you are self-righteous and judging. Maybe you are very lustful. Um, maybe... What's another one? Maybe, um, and like lusting, <coughs> sorry, the Holy Spirit wants me to add is literally like looking at someone with a, with a very perverted, sexualized, seductive thought. Not even acting on it, but just the thought itself. That's lust, just for someone to kind of grasp that. Um, a, a variety of things, like you could just be so angry and you act out in your anger, like, you know, you have these tendencies. Some people don't have those tendencies, other people do, right? Like, there's certain things that I'm weak in that you might not be weak in, so praise the Lord, because if you're weak in something, I might be strong in it, or if you're stronger in something, I might be weaker in it, so we can help each other out in the body of Jesus. Praise the Lord for ha- for that, because, like, let's go. Anyway, so let's just think about that. So, if we think about this... And process that the flesh is on the outside, and we all have weaker bents, I call them. Like, our flesh is bent towards a way. We want to rebel against God's love in one way, or maybe in a few ways. And often, if you're trying to figure out, well, where am I bent? Like, where, you know, what's my flesh leaning to? It's often the thing that the Holy Spirit wants to use the most in your life. This really cool aspect where, like, 
for me. God wants to use me in the areas of relationships of all different kinds, you know, in my life. Um, so that's been attacked severely. And I there's even times where because I love people so much, I have to be super careful that I don't put them above Jesus. And I've done that before. And I have to be every day careful because my passion, my leaning is people, loving people. But, you know, that's where... I'm bent. I, I like man's approval. I like people to cheer me on, you know, and I have to always be careful. That's one of the ways I'm bent, all right? So that's an example for you. So let's just say we're all naturally bent towards a few things that I ain't, they ain't, they ain't God. They ain't right. They ain't holy. They ain't pure, okay? So we've established that. So then you have to understand that you are naturally going to do that, rebel against Jesus without the help of the Holy Spirit, then with Satan and demonic things, how I see it is there's like strings on the outside of your body. Just like imagine this. And so if you give permission, like you, I don't know, you like keep lying. And then all of a sudden a deceptive kind of, let's just say spirit. I'm not saying this is true, but we're going to think this ideology out. So let's just say deceptive spirit starts to latch on right, to that string in your flesh, on your flesh, on the outside of you, so they have like a hand on a string in your life that they can pull that as you give it permission, as as it's, as that string's still there, which I believe that the string is called a stronghold in that belief system, okay, so that said stronghold of, let's just say, deception, or a spirit of deception, or the thing, it's not a demon inhabiting someone who follows Jesus, it's actually a demon who has like a string or like a demonic mentality that has like a string and by the way yes the Holy Spirit's reminding me that this this way of thinking it the strings are in your mind by the way okay so the power and the power of the mind all right for good and for bad is impeccable our brains are so smart and that's why you have to be really careful what you're thinking what you're processing because I am telling you yeah it gets a little crazy. So with our brain and our minds being so fickle, you know, but yet so powerful, we have to be careful because these strings, these strongholds attached to a certain area of the mind, and where the mind goes, the body goes. Okay, wherever it starts with a thought, and wherever that thought goes, it starts to promote desire, and then when that desire comes, you know, honey, you just lost it. Yeah, you're going to – it starts with a thought. So if the enemy, like demonic – things can put these mentalities over you and start to have a string over your mind based off of your hurts, based off of your flesh, based off of your past, your pride, whatever it is, then they have a bit of a hold on you. So this is this is why in order to cut those strings, because remember those strings are attached to your mind, um, in order to, sorry, I have to like a few things at once here. Um, is this still recording? Okay, see, I'm telling you, this is really on the go. That's cool. I can do it like that. That's awesome. I have to look at a map here, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, can I still record? Anyway, super fun. Um, so when it's attached to our mind, that's why we have to, when we cut it off, right, and, it, and these mentalities are cut off, in order for and to get cut off, you have to realize that there's a string there. You have to realize that there's a lie that's attached to a hurt, that's attached to an insecurity, that's attached to the past, that's attached to somehow you you want it, like you open the door to it somehow, you let that string be attached. Okay, because either the Holy Spirit can hold on to those strings in a way, 
It's not like he's controlling you. But you can give him authority to cut off those those strings and actually show you the ways in which you should go. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to control you. He wants to partner with you. Someone needs to hear that. And so I want to encourage you with that. That The Holy Spirit, he's not out here trying to control you. Satan wants to control you and manipulate you. Anything demonic wants to control you and manipulate you. Okay? And so, this is where it gets a little bit funky. Okay, so we this is where I've established that it's not a demonic presence in Jesus' people who's like on the inside. It's a demonic influence that's influencing the inside of you from the outside of you because it has control in your mind. Come on, somebody. Okay, so what starts to happen is this is where I've been confused. When I see demons manifesting in people who proclaim to follow Jesus, I'm literally sitting here like, Lord, have mercy on us all. Like, I don't understand that because here's the deal. Even when people have prayed for me, even when, like, I've, like, even with the Lord had, like, moments where he's like, I need to free you of this. Like, I don't give anything permission to talk to him. Like, I don't want anything. Like, nah, like, just leave, you know? Like, mentalities go in the name of Jesus, right? So then when I see this, and I've actually heard people before say I bind any manifestations of any demons. And I'm like, if that's the way to go, that's how I want to do it. Because I'm like, I don't want to see you. I don't freaking care. And there's people, there's people who, they actually will talk with demons. I used to, like, be like, what's your name? And, and say, stuff, why, how did you get in? Like, why are we doing that? Can I just, like, I know that Jesus did it in the Bible, and he was like, what's your name? And they're like, Legion, and, you know, all this stuff. But it's like, um, why are we, why are we doing that? Because demons literally lie. Like, they're master deceivers. So it's like, oh, I entered in through this. Like, why would we believe that? Why would that be something that we take and actually do that? Even when, I've heard people say, well, I'm saying it under the power and anointing of the Holy Spirit, so the demons have to obey. I'm like, do you understand that the demons want to disobey Jesus? That there is a certain point where if he speaks, they do have to listen. They don't want to all the time at all, but they, you know. So I'm like, let's just think about that. So when we have people who follow Jesus, and they're going through these deliverances, okay, and they're manifesting, they're manifesting these demons, they're manifesting all this stuff, I truly believe it's in the mind, I truly believe it's genuinely, like, they're pulling the string of people's mind, and, you know, making them act a certain way, because they're not inhabiting on the inside of these individuals, but they're pulling strings in their mind. And that's why we have to renew our mind and take every thought captive because the enemy attacks us, Satan attacks us, and demons attack us with our mind and with a thought. It it literally starts with a thought. And if you let a thought start to become a thought process, right, something you think continually, then you are going to have issues, in your mind, and you're going to have lies that you are believing, and then the enemy, Satan, and his demonic principalities, and just demons, are going to be having control of a certain string in your ideology, and how you think, and in your in a hurt, they're going to attach it to an aspect of your brain, and a memory that was so painful to you, that you didn't forgive that person, that you didn't know the love of Jesus, that you were abused, that you were wounded, that you were rejected, like, that's where that happens. So then you have to ask yourself, well, why are we going through all these crazy deliverances? And then people are like, well, things won't leave. 
Okay, let's talk about that. Demons won't leave. How come they won't leave? Don't you want them out? Yes, because you have to renew your mind. The battle is in the mind, and it actually takes a process of renewing your mind. The amount of times that when I see deliverances, and I've been a part of them, the Holy Spirit will speak to me. He's like, they don't need deliverance. They need discipleship. And he tells me because the power, like in the mind, if we can renew our mind, if we can kind of redirect our thinking, if we can actually um, rewire some things, then that helps us, and the Holy Spirit has to do that, then that actually helps us move on from the past. That helps us. The enemy can't have a hold on us anymore because a memory will get brought up, but Jesus' love has already gone and perfected. They've been perfected in love. But in order to be perfected in love in our mind and in an area that was so tender and kind of a bit more weak, you know what we need to do? We need to spend more time with Jesus in discipleship, being discipled by the Holy Spirit, and maybe even potentially being discipled, you know, by his people as well, like leaders or people who are a bit more mature in their faith or whoever Jesus brings into your life. And this, I truly believe, is the gap in what I've been seeing and and I believe the Lord is going to bring more clarity and this once again is me critically thinking I'm going to kind of I'm going to kind of circle back and like summarize this in a second but when you think about these things I want you to question and I want you to wrestle with and I want you to think about when someone says oh this is the demon that's affecting you this is this I want you to also remember like, the most common ones I think that I've heard are, like, Jezebel, Leviathan, and honestly, I literally just hear those ones, okay? Jezebel and Leviathan, okay? So, let's let's just say we're talking about that. They are principalities, in my understanding, okay? Principalities. They're not actually personally doing that or affecting you in that way. They have demons, I believe, that are assigned to them because it's kind of hierarchy. It's a kingdom, and they're affecting, they are like, it's a Jezebel-like attack, it's a Leviathan-like attack on you, but it's not the actual principality itself, because I was talking with someone about this the other day, and I'm like, so if they feel that Leviathan's over them, and and, and affecting them, and and they're manifesting Leviathan, they're manifesting Jezebel, and they're all, and everyone's that, I'm like, how does that make sense? You've got to critically think sometimes, so I started to critically think, and I was like, okay, It's not actually the principality, because they can't be in the same place at once. Don't you dare let a demonic thing let you believe that they can be everywhere at once. What they do is they will put fiery arrows in your back, in your heart, in your mind, largely in the mind, and they'll leave. The devil will flee, but the arrow is still in your mind. The arrow is still in your heart. And then, if you don't pluck out that arrow, which means remove the lies with the truth and with the love of Jesus... Man, you're going to be sitting there thinking that the enemy's still in your camp, and they're long gone. But they have left something, and because you are not equipped in discipleship, in the love of Jesus, to know that you need to replace the lies with the truth, and therefore plucking out the fiery darts of the enemy... You're going to sit there and think that you're under constant spiritual attack by all these demonic things, when in reality, it was just one or two that left a while ago, but they've left uh, 
uh, a few darts, little arrows in your back. That's why you need to have the shield of faith that literally says, no, I know who my God is. I know who Jesus is, and I know who who I'm standing with, and I'm going to believe in faith that that is not, and, and like the faith is believing that you are a son or daughter of God, that, that Jesus is with you. He's standing with you. And so who can be against you? That's the faith you're standing on. So when all these arrows come, you just ping it away like, you know what, you can't affect me because I know the love of Jesus. Because it takes faith to receive the love of Jesus. You can't, faith is, you got to believe without seeing. And sometimes you believe how great God's love is even before you feel it. Because his love is so big, he needs to give it to you in little big pieces. You know that song, you don't give your heart in pieces, whatever, whatever. Love that dip there. That was a great note. I just love that. Um, but you know that one. I, I do genuinely believe that God has to give his love in pieces to us. Because honestly, it's not a broken love, but like it's so big. His love is so big. But genuinely, when I felt it, and I know it's just like a fraction of it, like it's just a, a part of it, one aspect of God's love, I literally remember being just keeled over in this peace, but in this like heaviness. And I was like, Jesus, like, okay, you gotta stop this or you're gonna crush me because your love is so great. You have to understand that it's the love of Jesus that will cancel those strongholds, that will cancel the, the chains of death. It was the love of Jesus that like just went and, and just just conquered death in the grave. It was the love of Jesus. So the love of Jesus is so heavy and in such a beautifully amazing, sometimes crushing way, but it's to press us into the gold that we have been called to be. And so when you have all these people in, in, in ideologies and they're talking about demon this, demon that, I want you to really pray. And I want you to ask Jesus and, and, and really ask the Holy Spirit to show you, okay, God, I feel this. I feel I'm being oppressed. I feel I'm being attacked. I feel I, I'm really, I'm going through it, Jesus. Is, is this arrows in my mind, arrows in my heart of the enemy, or is this legitimately like um, something's plaguing my heart and my mind because of maybe the areas I'm around, because of people in my life, because of what I've allowed God, and and those of you who do deliverance, you know, and if you're doing that, I want to encourage you to, um, in times where it would be deliverance and all stuff, start with discipleship. And maybe you're already doing that. And if you are, praise the Lord. I believe God's already telling so many people about this, and I've just been wrestling with it because I critical think, like I said, and things weren't lining up. I needed to understand What's going on here, God? Like, I just do not get it. Because here's the thing. In the days ahead, I want to encourage you. You don't even give anything demonic time to speak, to move, to do anything. You just decree and declare the truths of Jesus over the lies and watch them go. As there's discipleship, as there's love, as people are perfected in love, like First John 4 says, by spending time with Jesus, you'll be perfected in love and there will be no fear. There will be none of that that is taking root. Because Jesus, in his perfect love, he does remove and cast out all that fear. But that takes spending time with Jesus to be perfected in his love. So don't be beating yourself up because you don't have it all together and all this stuff. The more that you grow in your walk with Jesus, you're going to realize that you are not him and you've never been called to be Jesus. You've been called to be like Jesus, but you have not been called to be Jesus. 
say you need to let the weight of a Savior complex fall off you in Jesus' name because you are not the Savior Jesus is. So put him at the right place. Put him at the, the right position in your heart and your mind, especially your mind, because we know battle starts in the mind. It all starts with a thought. So take every thought captive. And I hear people, a lot of people overthink things. I've done that before. Don't worry, I'm not judging you. I do that like Jesus knows. He's like, as, yeah, you need help. And I'm like, yes, Lord, thanks for helping me daily. <laughs> um, but for those of you, and you're thinking, and you're processing, and you're analyzing all these things, and you have these thoughts, and you're like, I don't get it. When someone says all these simple things in the Bible, like, they say, I don't know how to take every thought captive. What does that even mean? Honestly, you have a thought in your head. And you just, if it feels negative, if it feels judgy, if it feels just off, Think about it. If you have to, write it down. Say, where did this come from? That's taking it captive. You don't just let it run rampant. You don't just let it run wild. But you take it captive and you say, hmm, is this a fruitful thought? Is this promoting a bad pattern in my life? You just write it down and you say, Jesus, help me with this. And then you can find, if there's a concept, let's just say, you have um, a lie go through your head. That Let's see, what's a lie, Holy Spirit? Um oh, you know, Jesus just hates me, like, he just thinks I'm this awful thing, and he wouldn't even love me, someone like me. Go find scriptures about Jesus' love for you. And then ask the Holy Spirit to show you, God, how much do you love me? Jesus, show me the truth about your love, and you start replacing the, the lies with the truth, and you are going to be set free. Going to, that's not a word, gonna, gonna, whatever. Be set free. Okay? And so, when we're talking about all this, I want you to bring everything that you've heard in this time and everything I say and everything anybody else says back to Holy Spirit and wrestle with it. And I can't wait to keep thinking about this, processing this. I don't even know the conclusion I came to. I don't even know. I think I just started to piece stuff together a little bit more and maybe get a smidge more clarity. I feel like some stuff was connecting in my mind anyway. And I pray it connects for you and that... Just if someone even says, oh, there's something demonic, I had a vision, or I saw this, or there's, this is demonic, just really take that back to the Holy Spirit, because I've had it before where people have said that to me, and it has not been an accurate um, an accurate thing, like, that there was not clarity brought with it, and so it, it, it really made me doubt who I am in Jesus, and that's not the fruits of the Holy Spirit. The fruits of the Holy Spirit make you, yes, sometimes humble. Oh, yeah, let's go. But he will always kind of give you clarity. So if you feel like when somebody says, oh, there's this demonic thing, and then all of a sudden you have confusion, like loads of loads of confusion, and like, well, you know, they start doubting yourself in Jesus and who he's called you to be. Like there's something not it. Like there's there's demons and, and, and deception and just they want to squeak on in there and, and bring that kind of chaos. So don't let that happen. And just because a leader, someone who you respect, someone in the faith who seems stronger than you in their faith, just because they look to you and tell you that there's something demonic over your life, you be humble, you don't get prideful, and you say, you know what, I'm going to bring that back to the Lord. Do not receive it unless you know it to be true. I cannot stress that enough because you will, like, start to be so deceived if you're just like, well, the leader told me. Like, I've had that before, too. Or just because a few people have, like, felt something, I'm like, yeah, okay, God. And God's like, no, that wasn't what it was. He's like, I was, I'm testing your heart here. Like, dude, like, 
keep walking, but that's not it. So stay in this place of humility and a constant connection with the Holy Spirit. Don't idolize a single person. And, and I want to encourage everybody in this time. Don't jump to deliverance ministers. Go to the Holy Spirit and say, Jesus, what's the mentalities that you need to help me with? And then go talk it out with Jesus' people. Then, then go process it out if you need to. Write things out. Journal it out. Make it clear. Make the vision plain of what's going on. If you don't know how to do that, then yes, go talk with people. But instead of jumping straight into... Let's just try to cast these demons out and you have all this weird stuff. You have to get healing in your mind in Jesus' name. And sometimes it is physical things that are off with your mind. Your flesh, which is, that's what I mean, your physical mind is just not good. The chemical imbalances, maybe with trauma, maybe with the drugs and alcohol and substance abuse you've had. I don't know what it is for you, but sometimes our brain, our fleshly brain, it just has a fracture. It's not right. and needs healing, physical healing, and help with that. And so Jesus will show you who to talk to, medical professionals that will actually help find a solution and not just band-aid it. Like, he will help you. Okay. But please, please be so careful because there's so much deception on this topic. There's so much deception in everything. We all know this. But I want to encourage you that the battle's in the mind. And it, and you don't need, like, do not, whatever demonic you feel that there's a manifestation of something, and, and you know, and you're listening to what that thing is saying, and, and like, this is it. Just don't eat, just First of all, don't even talk with demons. I'm going to tell you that right now. That's my advice to you. Just don't even. Like, why are we here doing that? No. Focus on Jesus, and he will tell you what you need to know, and walk in your authority, which is rooted in the love of Jesus. But Jesus will tell you everything you need to know. And the last thing I want to really zone in on here is focus on Jesus, not, not Satan. The darkness is going to be here regardless. Jesus is also going to be here. So you need to choose which one you're going to focus on. Because Jesus is everywhere, but there's also darkness everywhere. So if you fixate on the darkness, you're going to see darkness everywhere. I don't want to see darkness everywhere. I want to, you know, have a real assessment of what's going on around me, but I want to focus on the light so that I can bring the light into dark situations. I pretty much assume that everywhere I'm going is pretty dark. So I want to focus on the light in those situations and call the light out in places, call the light out in people, and not focus on the darkness. That's my desire. The Holy Spirit's showing me how to do that. So I pray that that's your desire, too, that you would not idolize the darkness and just say, I need to learn everything I need to know about demons so that I can... Trust me, what the Holy Spirit's told me is there's not accurate information out there about demons. There's a lot of deception because they've heard it through demons, and demons have lied, and they're just laughing at this point. People who think that they're slaying demons are playing with them. Let's stop doing that in Jesus' name. Let's stop doing that. Jesus, help us. God, I pray, Jesus, that you will bring clarity on this, God. I know that demons are real, but I know, Jesus, you are real. And I know, God, that you want to show us the right relationship between spirit and flesh and how we are surrendered to you, but still take into account our hum, um, our humanity and be humble in that, allowing you to renew our minds. And that, God, I pray that you would raise up people who want to disciple people, not just deliver and, and do that. But, God, de- deliverance is in discipleship. And so I just pray, Jesus, that you will raise up a generation of people, God, who we are clear that we will listen to Jesus and Jesus alone. And anything that's not Jesus will take a 
back sheet, and we will assess it later or sometimes not even talk to it at all, God. Give us the right way to handle situations, and I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will just teach us. Teach me more about this, Lord. I want to know more in the truth behind this. God, replace things in my mind that are a lie, God. If there's anything in here, God, that in my critical thinking, in my analyzing, in my processing today with my fellow Jesus people or friends online here who are going to listen to this, like, just completely get rid of it in Jesus' name. Like, I don't even want them to remember it, Lord. But, you know, help us to critically think about spiritual things sometimes and then let you connect the dots because, you know, it's not just about, oh, that feels good, that doesn't feel good. Yes, it is about that sometimes, Lord. We have to follow the peace of the Holy Spirit. But, God, you're also getting us, you want to teach us to critically think and say, does that really make sense? Is that really going to work? God, is that really it? And so, God, I pray, Lord, if there's anything um, that we need to know, this generation needs to know about this topic, God, show us, teach us, and just protect your people. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, this has been fun. This has literally cut my drive and made it so fast. Like, I don't know what that means, cut my drive. But um, so they might drive so fun. It feels like I'm talking with you guys like on a phone call or something. Thanks for being good listeners, even though you're kind of forced to listen in a podcast. But um, thanks for listening. I, I want to do more of these. I'm going to be on the go. I just feel it a lot more. I'm, I'm working on stuff and, and just... I'm excited to see what Jesus is going to do this year. And so I'm going to try to do these podcasts more for now. It's just on this app here. I don't even know what this app's called. Yikes. It's on this app, but it's on Spotify. I'm going to look at ways on getting it on multiple platforms this year and work on maybe getting guests on and have a video platform for those guest ones. And then, yeah, i got some creative things in store. But I do want this to be like an on-the-go like this. I'm just talking with you. We're having... having some chats. I'm not coming to you from a pulpit saying this is how it is. There was even, there's no Bible verses directly quoted. There's some Bible verses noted in there. I don't know if you caught that. You'll have to go back and listen. But, you know, this is what I I love because on the go, I was having this burning in my heart like there was a word to be said. I was like, I can't record. I don't like recording when I'm driving, like video-wise. And the Lord is like, well, you got a podcast. I'm like, whoa. So anyway, hopefully we'll get to just I don't know, let's just see what the Holy Spirit has, you know, on with this podcast, because I'm really believing amazing things with it, um, that it just be down to earth, real thing, so bless you guys in all the ways, thank you so much for joining, um, yeah, have a good one.